Tandem Nomads, episode 230. Nomad Nation, if you are a global entrepreneur or if you are a global nomad, and specifically if you do have a multicultural background, you might struggle with the question of this week and I am here to help you. It's all about how to choose the right language for your content. Hello Nomad Nation, welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. This episode is part of a series where I answer the questions of the audience of Tandem Nomads, you Nomad Nation. So I'm really grateful that so many of you have been sharing some amazing questions and I've decided to put this challenge to myself to answer one question in each episode and give you as much value as I can in 15 minutes or less. So Nomad Nation, if you have a burning question that you want me to address in order to help you start or grow your portable business, make sure to go to the show notes of this episode where you will find a link to drop your question. To find this link, go to tandemnomads.com slash 230 and find the link right there where you can leave your question. I cannot wait to help and hear about what's happening in your business. So this week's question is from Annette, Annette van der Velt, and she's asking what language to host your podcast. For example, I focus on Dutch entrepreneurs. Should I do my podcast in Dutch, the language of my target group, or in English, which my target group speaks to reach a broader audience? So although this question is very specific, I actually know by experience that many of you struggle with the question of which language to choose not only for a podcast, but also your social media, your blogging, your website, when you have an audience that might speak different languages or that you have an audience from each different culture or language. So this uh, episode is, I'm going to try to answer this question specifically, but I also want to broaden it to all of you who have these different challenges with languages, asking yourself, where should you focus? So it's actually going to be very straightforward with this episode. I highly, highly recommend you to pick one language for your podcast or your content in general. That's the first thing. So if you have multiple languages in your business, there can be really tricky, especially if you're just starting out, to try to do all the languages. And for that specific case, if you are in that situation, I actually have an interesting episode with a psychologist who actually has an audience with three different languages. And she shared the challenges, but also some of the tricks that she managed to uh, deal with. So in the show notes of this episode, I will put as well the link to this interview with Sonia Yeager. So check it out if you want to go deeper, but I also want to give you some tips here about that. Let me first answer specifically the question of edit and then broaden it to, uh, to other situations. So in this case, Annette is asking if she should pick English or Dutch, knowing that she is targeting Dutch entrepreneurs. 
But she's wondering if she should do English so that she can have a broader audience. So this is an excellent question. And Annette, thank you so much for bringing this up because this is something that I know a lot of people struggle with. And here, my recommendation is pretty straightforward. I think that it will be so much more effective to focus on the Dutch language for many reasons. First of all, as I like to say, you want to go deep instead of wide when you grow your audience. It will be so hard to get traction and to reach a great audience when you try to go wide. And English language is actually a very competitive market because there's so many people who do actually go for the English language, even in other countries than Anglophone countries, because they want to reach a wider audience. I highly recommend you to avoid going that route. It will take you so much more time and energy to go wide rather than deep. Also, even in terms of SEO, I'm ready to bet that when people make a Google search in Dutch, they will find you so much easier than those who make a Google search in English, simply because again, internet is a very competitive market in the English sphere. So my big takeaway for you here is to go deep rather than wide when you want to grow your audience. Focus on a small niche and this will get you so much faster results than if you try to reach everybody at once. Now, you might be in a case where you have clients from different backgrounds and different languages. So here it can get a little tricky. I actually want to use the example of Annette because I think it would be a great a case study. Annette is focusing on Dutch entrepreneurs who actually move their businesses to the US and she provides them with intercultural training to adapt culturally to the country, uh, to the American culture and to build a team and grow their businesses in America. So her audience is Dutch, but they're moving to America. But let's say that in her business, she also helps Americans who move to the Netherlands and there, therefore the English becomes something necessary and useful. So because in the case of the Dutch people who are used to speak English a lot in, and most of the people in, in the Netherlands speak English, then it's much easier to then have one language for both audiences. However, although this could be a way of thinking about it, the other element that I want to consider, especially if you're starting a business and in, you are in this case where you have two audiences with two different languages who do not share a, where one of them doesn't speak the other one as well as the case of the Dutch who speak English very well. If you are in this case, it can be very overwhelming to then think of doing a uh, podcast or your content in general in both languages, especially if you're starting out, you might not have the resources to do that. And this is where you have to start thinking about your business strategy and your niche, your main niche, which one is the one you want to focus for in regards to your content. 
But know that, and this is the good news, that even if you focus on one language through your content marketing, it doesn't mean that you are not going to be able to work with people from other languages. And I am the living proof of that. So my content is in English and I chose English because that's the language where I feel most comfortable with. And in my market research, I also found out that this was the market where I will have the most traction. So this is why I chose English. But I know that if I had chosen French, I might have had even a faster result because it's a smaller niche. It's just that it wasn't fitting to my choice, my personal choice of language. However, I knew that there was a need on the French market and I did not want to miss this opportunity. So although my content marketing is in English, I do have some strategies in terms of outreach on how to grow my audience with the French community by doing networking, by speaking in French expat platforms. And when I do speaking engagements in French platforms, I do speak in French to make those presentations. And sometimes I don't even change my slides. My slides are in English, but my presentation is in French. When it's a big, big platform of French speaking audience, then I do adapt my slides and my content because there's a huge opportunity there. And it's worth to spend the time doing it because I know that that could really lead to growing my audience within the French community. So don't hesitate to make outreach strategies, visibility strategies in other languages because that doesn't affect your content. For instance, in my case, although my content is in English, it didn't stop me from attracting French-speaking clients who speak English. For They need to speak English to be comfortable, for sure. If they don't speak English, then it wouldn't work really well, I have to say. But in my case, if the French-speaking community doesn't speak English, then it will be hard for them to live the global lifestyle in any case. So uh, most of them do speak English. And when they don't speak English very well, but they do understand it a little bit, I do my coaching sessions, for example, with them in French to make sure that they're comfortable. So the summary of this is that if you do choose a language for your content, it doesn't mean that you can't attract clients in another language so that you don't feel like you're missing out on those opportunities. Now, I want to touch upon something real quick in case you hesitate, because that happens and I see it a lot and that we just don't know which language we want to go with and struggle to choose. Um, I actually highly recommend you to ask your clients, ask your audience what language they use when they do research and consume content around the topics related to your product or service. You do want to adapt to your audience and your market. So make sure to do the research to understand that and reach out to these people and ask them directly what is the language where they consume most this kind of content. Okay, before I say goodbye, I want to sum up some of the key tips that I want to share with you about language. The first one is choose one specific language. Don't try to do them all. I see some people trying to do that. It becomes very tricky and difficult. So ideally try to pick one language, but also one specific niche in your market to focus on when it's about your content strategy. As I said before, go deep instead of wide when growing your audience. The second tip is 
don't shy away from other languages than English. I know that speaking of going wide, English seems like such a much better language to reach more people. But because more people use English, it becomes harder to make a dent in and penetrate the market. When you choose other languages than English, if your market is the ideal one for those languages, then go for it because you might be able to get traction much faster. And the third tip is if you have multiple clients and multiple languages, know that it doesn't stop you from doing business with people in other languages when you focus your content in one language. That although your content is one language, your marketing strategies to grow your network can be in other languages. Now, there are some different types of businesses. So these tips are really very general. Depending from a business and another, things can get a little tricky. And the more you grow in your business, the more resources you might have to have multiple languages in your business. Again, I have some resources for you in the show notes of this episode. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 230. Listen to that episode with Sonia. Also, I have a workbook for you where you can learn how to grow your audience in an effective way. So make sure to download it if you haven't already, where I teach you the 3C system to grow a sustainable, portable business and build the foundation so that you can grow your audience of hot prospects. And finally, if you have a question you want me to address for you, make sure to go to the show notes of this episode as well, where you will find in the bottom the link to drop your question. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 230 and you'll find all this information. And Annette, thank you again for your great question. Nomad Nation, I cannot wait to meet you in the next episode and stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.